Greetings, Grand Rising, wishing you all the peace, love, tranquility, peace of mind, blessings, and all that good chat. Sending it your way, because Lord knows we need it, especially since this pandemic. All right, so welcome everyone to the BB Globe Adventures Podcast. And you are listening right now to your hostess with the mostest, BB Globe. How are you feeling today? How are you doing? What's your mental like? Whatever it's like. If you're not having a good time with your own life, you delete Auto-correct. Get rid of. Throw in the trash. Throw out the door. Throw the baby out with the bathwater. Get rid of all of that. That's making you feel that way. Period. Get rid of it. Now, I'm only talking to and about people who are not troublemakers, drama starters, and all that other ugly stuff. No, I'm talking about people who sincerely are craving, looking for, and trying to achieve peace of mind, tranquility, peace in the soul, peace in your spirit, peace of mind, okay? When you go to sleep, no noise. That's what you want. You don't want to hear the rundown of your day or the week or the month. You don't want to hear that bitch that said something slick and clever, but you didn't have a comeback at the end of the night keeping you up you don't want that you want nice restful sleep okay so you're gonna have to woosah meditate that away all right if you got a couple of good prayers from whatever religion you at if you got a good a couple of good prayers that bring in good omens and take out the bad omens you say that make that your meditation mantra definitely get rid of the bad spirits and especially those with bodies. If your dog seems to be possessed and causing you all kind of stress, look up the, the nearest animal shelter, okay? You ain't a career dog trainer. You ain't got time for poop all over the house and got to clean it up. You ain't got time for all that. You got your life to live. You're not meant to be the slave of that animal, so get rid of the animal. Now, if you need discipline, if you lack discipline and that animal is providing skills for you, then great. If you are lonely, alone, fucked up, all kinds of stuff, ass out, nobody's trying to hear it. If, some, if you call somebody's phone, they're going to change their number type thing. All right, deal with the animal. Okay, but don't be a slave. Don't be a menace in the hood while drinking your juice. Y'all know the story. All right. So now that we got that out of the way, check it, check it, check it. All right. For real though. Um, living out here in the desert, it's pleasant when it's warm. You know what I'm saying? Very pleasant when it's warm. Noah, I have not experienced a winter, a full winter. I've experienced a few weeks and I was unprepared and I was not happy about it. 
And I had a lot of annoying motherfuckers around me. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. Yes, I did. Okay. Those I know and those I didn't know. And I want to correct that this year. Instead of being caught up like that, you know, where everything breaks down on you and all that stuff. I mean, it seems like everything was just in repairs. In arrears. And damn right. Just effed up. And I tried to take it on the chin. But I couldn't take it on the chin because there was certain company, people, personalities that I tried to get away from. And they followed me. So I had to try to stretch my discipline and my patience. And learn to woo-saw and chill. Nothing goes my way as planned. No, it doesn't. Unless it's paperwork, taxes, and not even that. The IRS fucking with me. So, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. We make our way around that, don't we? So, this year, I want it to be a lot different. A lot different. I don't like depending on anybody. Especially when coming up, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't afford to. And in every situation, every time I realize I got to depend on this person, these people, this family, this whatever. They proved to not just let me down, but they proved to be the predators themselves where they take advantage. Okay. I mean, it's funny, but not funny. Funny. Hmm. Not funny. Hey, <laughs> hey. And I'll tell you why. I worked in a community center once upon a time. And I did rotations. I did. I was a counselor. And I had. Well, they didn't um, require me to know anything about anything. My job was just to make people feel comfortable being victims and shit. And I couldn't do that. No, thank you. So instead, I read up on what group I was going to be monitoring the next day if they told me the day before hey tomorrow you're with the rape victims I had to look up the psychology of rape victims now they didn't have books like that back then in the in the 90s where you can just go to Barnes and Nobles Walden books the library you know um anything and be like doo -doo 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 -doo, put it in the psychology of rape victims. No, it wasn't like that. I had to look up psychology first. I mean, and that's how I got hooked because I was doing that since elementary. But then I found an old book that I read that I remember reading and it helped me out. And it was a good starter to psychology because psychology was boring, but it's only boring because people just want to talk and they sound like Ben Stein and they have no imagination, no spirit, no spaz, no nothing. They, they don't care. They're just indifferent. They don't care if shit goes right. They don't care if shit goes wrong. What they care about is as long as they're not wrapped up in that shit. You know, but other than that. Yeah. So I had to counsel rape victims. And then there was a dude who just got the job. You know, everybody was drooling over him. You know, and, you know there were so many single women and everything. And they were all drooling over this guy. It was like watching that water bottle, um, that water guy commercial. I think it was a Coca-Cola commercial or something. It was a water commercial. And 
this regular guy came in. Hell, he was invited on Oprah because he was such a regular guy. And somehow he was sexy because he was on TV. Anyway, but um, yeah. Yeah, I remember the commercial for the grown folks. All these women in the office at a cubicle, something. And somebody's looking out the window, daydreaming, and then they see it. Big ass truck. And then somebody yells, he's here! All these women scamper, trying to look sexy, fixing their hair, unbuttoning their blouse, buttoning their blouse up, whatever, straightening out their clothes, and then they all act casual as they're all staring at the water guy. And he comes in, goes into the break room, and all these women just watch him change the water. And you can see the desire all across these women's faces. The oohs and the ahs. Biting the pencil. Biting the lip. Tussling the hair. Bashful smile. All that. Just a regular guy. Anyway. It's something like that. They wash the water guy. Hell, they hide the water bottles just for him to um, replace them. And I'm talking about the original per commercial before he had lines. Anyway, point I mentioned, that's how this everybody looked at this dude. And, you know... It was funny watching everybody watch him. Because right then and there, I already knew everybody's lifestyle. I already knew their personalities. And then, he comes in and they put him with me. To sit him with me with the rape victims on his first day. And I'm like, are you serious? And they're like, nah, he's going to sit here. He's going to help you co-counsel. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I tried to let him know, tried to prepare him. Just so you know, this is the rape victim circle before the ladies um, line up and sit in their chairs. Um, don't be insensitive. Most of these women, you may find them that they're heterosexual, which means they have male partners. It doesn't matter if they're married. It doesn't matter if they're not married. What matters is nobody should be putting their motherfucking hands on nobody. Now, I didn't say motherfucking at the time, but that's what went through my mind at the time. But I said, but nobody is supposed to put their hands on anybody. We learned that in school. And apparently, when we become adults, times get too rough to the point where some people don't know how to express frustration or get out of it or whatever. Whatever the case if you have something valuable to share, as in to help these women be better, whether get away from that guy, go to the center, whatever it is, raise your hand like everybody else, speak your piece, and move on. No opinions. This is not the group for opinions. So he didn't say anything. He sat there looking pretty and stuff. And he already knew he could manipulate these bitches. But 
I wasn't there for that because I was young. I was there for the interactions, to learn things, to learn about things, and also to help teach things. But my, my biggest strength was strategies of life. How to get away from the oppressors. So, I did all the work, of course. I think this dude moved like one fucking chair for himself. So I already knew this nigga, I mean, this motherfucker, I mean, this dude is either not going to last or this is going to be a shit show. Because I got sisters and them bitches ain't shit. When it comes to one guy and a room full of girls, man, fuck this. But I tried to be optimistic. I talked to God about it. Please don't let him be one of those spoiled ass pretty behind niggas that don't want to get his hands dirty, but want to, but want to share lunch with you so he don't have to spend money and he goes home and be his bitch. Please don't let him be one of those. And please don't let him be one of those people that I'm going to have to be his ass off time, off schedule. And please don't let him be one of those motherfuckers that the cops are looking for him and he's trying to hide out here. We need a safe space for the women. He's violating in more than one way. Please don't let him sleep with nobody here. Period. Not the patients, not the counselors, not the office people, not HRA. Nobody. Nobody. Because let me tell you, ladies. We make jokes about it and everything. We laugh. We, we, we do whatever. But a dick is another form of a magic wand. And God staged it like that for a reason. Okay? But, though I was a teenager, I wasn't into sex. I wasn't even into boys. I was into making the money. And that's why I was there, to make the money. But in the meanwhile, also, to be a productive member of the community. Of course. And most of these bitches I knew. And I knew that niggas was kicking their asses. So, they wasn't trying to hear me before when I came over to their house with their daughters. Helping them bitches, dumb bitches with the, their homework and shit. And trying to give these dumb bitches attention and um, and validity and and advice. Maybe in a professional setting. Since everybody here got Medicaid and, and this that's what's funding this. Maybe they'll listen to me now as a professional. Let's see. So I gathered all the chairs, made a big circle. Found out we had newcomers, new women. And all these bitches knew me. Because I know they kids. So I went to school with them. So I had to make a bigger circle. And as the, as the, the um, session went on, I had to open it up more and more and more because more people were coming in. It was a popular room that day. Okay. So, read from a book. Let a couple of women resonate from a story. I was very read, well read then. But I read a story, um, and it was all about rape. This one story was just to acknowledge the crime. You had, because especially when when it comes to anything psychology, you got to break it down, and especially when women have been exposed and overexposed for a large amount of time, because meaning these women were were. Their abuse is older than their children. So you can't be like, 
All right, today, ladies, take note. And nobody came with a notebook but me. We're going to talk about what is rape. We're going to talk about how do you identify rape. We're going to talk about how rape make you feel. No. No, 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 no. Today, we're going to identify the crime and what makes it rape. And it was an awesome book. I can't remember the author or nothing like that because I kind of stole it. I didn't steal it, steal it. But I went to Barnes and Nobles and I went to Walden Books. And I go there pretty early, especially on a lovely rainy Saturday morning. And I go there very early. Um, not early enough for them to just open, but early enough that they've been open for an hour, maybe an hour and a half. There's a, there's a trick to that, trust me. Especially in the summertime. But anyway, so I went there and I have a bad habit. It's just like being in a library. You got a, you got a basket or a cart. And you come in there for one particular book and then you're open for any other title, something to learn. And then you start grabbing shit that looks good. You read the back cover, you read the introduction, you read the preface, and you're like, I'm getting this bitch. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. How much? Ooh, $74. Damn, that's good. But damn, that's a lot. I don't have that money like that. Okay. So that's how I found that book. It was one of those books that I really wanted it. It wasn't expensive, but the other books that I had... The five books that I had already was already ate my budget. I only had enough money to get home. And, you know, for whether the dollar van or the bus, it didn't matter. I had my bus fare and then I had money for food in case I get the serious attack. And yes, I get I used to get serious food attacks, mainly because I barely ate anyway. So I fasted every other day. Sometimes I just fast days in a, in a row, and other times I fast for months at a time. But in this situation, because it's the hood, and it's always stressful and shit, and nobody cooperates with you unless you're ready to do the crime. So, you know, I had four books. No, three books. And, I, and that fourth one I really wanted. It was a cheap book, but I couldn't afford to put back the other books. Because the other books directly... Um, talked about in length what I needed to know. So this, this, but this other book was like a cheat sheet. It was a thinner book, talked about everything, but in a nutshell. And the the problem with that was, it also had a couple other good stuff too. And you know that went in my mind at the time. It seemed to go off topic, but for a very great reason. So. I'm being nice to everybody in there. I helped a couple of people find books that they were looking for. Suggested better books and everything that cost less and had way more content. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Made it to the counter. The, the, the librarian was like, hey, thank you for helping these people. You're an amazing person. This, that, the other. But that's my job. I'm like, girl, you can still get paid. You still get the credit and everything. You got paper and a pen? You got a suggestion box or something for the manager? No. You mind if, if do you have a paper and a pen? And an envelope and I'll write to the manager. And she didn't think nothing of it. She was like, sure. Gave me like three sheets of paper. Gave me a nice little pencil. Um, and a dry ass pen. So I used the pencil. And she gave me an envelope. She, she looked around for an envelope. And she ended up opening her check to give me the window envelope. So I was like, fuck it. Okay, get creative. So in the envelope window side, all the way to your left, I put the manager's name. I asked who the manager was. And I put the manager's name. And then I and then I also put 
you know, general manager or supervisor in um, emergency. And then in a regular, you know, window, I put, you know, concerns. But I wrote this person a glowing ass report, a glowing ass report for no reason, just because it makes me feel great to do it. And she was still cool with it. She, I mean, I did take her job. And she was bored out of her damn mind, but she was able, while I was in the store, helping everybody the fuck else out, she was able to run her ass over to the Cinnabon and grab herself a dozen Cinnabons and a nice hot cup of coffee that was done by some Asian restaurant right there in Green Acres. Yes, I, yeah, she did that. And she had an extra large cup. And then she was able to run to the bathroom. And then she was able to come back. And then she was able to check people out. And by the time I was ready to leave, everybody was ready to fucking leave. So I was in the back of the road because I was like, oh, yeah, get, get, get. you got one book, get, girl. You got two books, get, 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 girl. You got, girl, I got three books. Come on. And then somebody, be, I'm like, you know what? Who's checking out right now? Anybody checking out right now that got more books than I got can jump right in front of me. And everybody's like, ooh, I said, but you got to have the highest number of books in the, in, in the, um, on the line. So this motherfucker bought like 10 books just to skip the line for me because I made it sound like a wager. And, you know, what was funny about that whole thing, because he was the third guy in line. What was funny about that whole thing was everybody skipped the damn line. Okay, I was all the way in the back and everybody felt bad. You sure, girl? You sure? You sure? Even grandmas were there. You sure? I come here every week, me girl. Go ahead. Nah, enjoy. It's raining outside. I don't care. I'm going to be here. Okay, cool. So, girly had a lot more work than she thought she anticipated. Thank God she got that large, that extra large ass coffee with them Cinnabons. Because when I say she was tap, 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 ching, ching, chang, but a ding, here's your change, ma'am, your receipt, and all that. I had her ass going. Okay, and along with that, same thing with everybody else. So the point is, because she was cool, and then while she was supposed to be checking me out, she was like, oh, I'm sorry, it's the end of my shift. I'm like, really, already? She's like, yeah, da-da-da-da. And I was like, no worries, you know. And a, and a gentleman came, and he was like, hi. Oh, I know you. You come here all the time, and your, li and your little sister, too. I said, my little sister? He's like, yeah, Fatima. I'm like, no, that's my older sister, but she's shorter than me. Yeah, that's my sister. He's like, yeah, your whole family come and shop here. Yeah, I know Yaya. I know this person. And everybody just started naming people. And they're like, oh. And, th and then the person was like, damn, how many people you got in your family? I'm like, I got 10 brothers. Whoa, 10. Yeah, I got five sisters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all that when, when I get home. But anyway, so we had a great conversation. And the line was going. And the girl checked out by the time. I, w I got there. So, you know, she had a great day. I made everything go fast. She barely did shit. Okay, cool. But she was so chill with me by the end of the day that she was like, yo, give her a, a good discount. Give her, yo, give her my discount. No, give her your discount because you're going to be here. So give her your dis your 10% discount because she just, she just helped everybody buy books or whatever, whatever. And everybody's only buying these books because, because of her, yada, yada, yada. So the dude was like, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. He was like, yeah, I can imagine. I have, I have conversation with your brother and your sister here every time for hours. Sometimes, you know, I come here to open and they'll be here all day with me till closing. So, or till my shift end. So they're cool. You got a good family. Oh, thanks. I'm glad you think so. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. So then what ended up happening was he rang up that fourth book by accident. I was holding on to that bitch and I forgot I had it on me. And he was like, oh, and I pulled out my money and I was like, oh shoot, I don't have enough for that, that book. Like I don't. And he was like, you know, that's okay. Swipe. Beep, did it do beep? 
and he gave me that book for free. So I kind of stole it. But because he knows my family and everything, I didn't get it off my own swag. I couldn't. How could I? It's my hometown, but nobody cares. Okay, cool. So anyway, so that was one hell of a weekend because I read all those books the whole weekend. I even came in that Monday where that pretty motherfucker came in and stirred up all kinds of motherfucking everything, loins and shit. Anyway, I came in Monday talking, I mean, reading that third, that fourth book, you know, and I still had those other books in my backpack. One of those books had nothing but stories and it opened my eyes to a lot of shit, a lot of shit. And there's different types of rape. There's not just physical rape. Nah, it's not, it doesn't go like that. There's all different types of rape and people don't want to acknowledge that because they're on, on one level or another, we're all guilty of a crime, of crimes, of many crimes, major and small, and we don't even know it. And that's where the mercy of God comes in on us, okay? Especially being a Muslim. It's real easy to be a human being when you're a Muslim. I mean, sure, it looks like we got all these fucking rules, but if you don't live in the environment with all that bullshit, fuck the rules, son. You wouldn't even know those rules existed because you're not around the bullshit, I'll give you a glowing example after this story. So I get there. This lazy motherfucker only grabs one chair. He puts it there. I'm like, have a seat. I put all those other chairs there. Lady started pouring in. First, it was it was slow. Okay, cool. Then they started pouring in. Then more started coming in and more started coming in. As you can imagine, yes, this is the summertime, which means a girl had no school. So I had nothing but time to be here. And I was here all day till they closed, sometimes till they almost closed. But most of the time, I'm here till they close. I ain't got a life. All I do is help people. So anyway, so I was there and everybody noticed. So this first day, nobody wanted to share nothing. All the rape victims, all the abuse victims, everybody who had, who was outdoing each other last Friday with these stories and it had to be to be continued, had nothing to say on Monday. So since nobody had nothing to share in front of this pretty motherfucker, and I knew it was because of him, you know, and no, contrary to popular belief, just because a woman gets raped doesn't mean she's devoid of desire, sexual feeling hormones or anything else that that gets her goat going okay it doesn't happen like that all the time some people it shuts them down especially when it's a shock other people it makes them more promiscuous because fuck it you want to take it no you don't got to take it i'll give it away and then you got other people that are like you know what fuck this if this is what sex is i don't want this shit fuck that god you're gonna have to fulfill all that shit with somebody else i'm not getting married i'm not having no kids i'm not doing this i'm not doing that fuck that that's not getting in me uh-uh. <laughs> forget it so you have different types of rape you have different types of behaviors toward rape post and pre-rape and during rape and you have all kinds of different shit so you can't just judge a chick by how she responds okay anyway so nobody wanted to share so I end up sharing where I read stories about rape and some of them were sad 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 like like people's eyes were tearing up and shit shit my eyes were tearing up just reading it and I've read it the weekend before but It just gave you examples of what rape 
is so we can all identify and that's all I wanted to do. Didn't want to make it seem sexy. Didn't want to make it seem like, yeah, bitch, we're going to get out here. We're going to snatch these motherfuckers. We're going to scalp a bitch. And we're going to beat a nigga down. And we're going to do this, that, the other. And y'all can have your home back. And I wish that motherfucker would come back. No, it wasn't like that. Maybe with me and my homegirls. Yeah. But not professionally. So what ended up happening was... um. Nobody, you know, wanted to share nothing. So then I started, I revamped the curriculum right in front of everybody's face. And some, and the counselors with their nosy ass only came by to ask him if he wanted anything to drink. Him, if he was fucking hungry or had lunch or anything. Him, if he wanted to join them in their room. So it was torture and annoying to be with this pretty motherfucker. I hate pretty niggas. But... <laughs> It was a no, yeah, and, and it's funny to say that because my sons are pretty niggas, so yeah, it's whatever. But there's a mentality to it, and I can't stand it. That's why I used to beat them up when I was growing up. Anyway, so what ended up happening was everybody was trying to, you know, they, they were sitting there and they were trying to act like they were asking questions and stuff according to their situation, but they were third party narrating. You know, and not even narrate. Actually, no. What is it? Second person narrating? When you're, what if he, she, him, this, that, and them? That, that's, those were the pronouns. Yeah. There wasn't no I, me, my. No. Mm-mm. So, it was just them trying to throw him off. But, see, the thing is, he works here. And he knows you're a rape victim because you're sitting in a circle. But, No. What did he do instead of saying, reassuring the women, ladies, I'm just here to help. I'm just here to get clarity. I'm my man. And I understand a lot of these crimes are committed in this community with men, from men, you know, because of men and through men. So I just want to know, you know, what the red flags are because I'm a man and I don't know. Instead of saying that shit. This motherfucker comes up. Oh, you're reading. That's so brutal. I mean, oh my gosh, does that happen? That don't happen to people. That don't happen. And he started negating every fucking thing. And I said, you can't, you can't speak for everybody. Have, have you been raped before? Oh, I don't think so. That's not cute. I'm not asking you to be fucking funny. I said, no, then you have no opinions here. You have no reason to even sit in a circle. But because you're new and you're a guest, I am obliged to respect your first day. But here on in, I don't suspect we will ever be allowed to work together again because I am not having this. These are women. These are not your homeboys for the Super Bowl where y'all could talk about how you ate pussy. Well, I didn't say pussy, but ate cats. And yeah. In the community, people were that stupid. They did not know what the fuck I was talking about. But he knew. But he knew. You ain't got to be Chinese to eat cat. So anyway. What ended up happening. Was. He just fucked up the whole circle. So then. It was so annoying and I had to keep my composure and keep my discipline and everything. And even during the lunch breaks, the snack breaks, the water breaks, the tear breaks, the cry breaks, the jerk breaks, the bathroom breaks, the bitch breaks, the PMS breaks, the women's break, the I think I'm pregnant break. 
all them breaks. Between all of that, I went back to these older bitches, most of them married. Excuse me, get him out the circle because he's messing up the, 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 the culture. He's messing up what's going on with the ladies because now nobody's admitting anything. And soon they're not going to come back here if they feel like they don't have a problem. He's making them feel comfortable with, with the problems they have. Oh, no, he's not. He's just a good guy. I spoke with him before. He's chill. I said, do you even know him? No, but this is his first day. You shouldn't be, uh, uh, uh. So every, so then, and then they started picking their favorites where nothing he did was wrong, but everything I said and did was wrong. So even the fucking circle, you know, so finally I was like, I'm sticking this bitch out because I'm really here for the money, but I would like to be able to help somebody. So Monday, this motherfucker was laughing. The stories and everything. I couldn't even I couldn't even fucking read the stories. It don't happen like that. That you could tell that's fake. That's a made up story. The fucking book was written by somebody who was fucking raped. But okay. So then the women started peeling off early. Usually when we have these circles, these bitches don't leave till I'm ready to leave. But no. They started peeling off. Then they had, then they, okay, maybe I'm just fucked up. But the dude that just fucked and raped the shit out of you last night and caused your vagina to bleed and get infected this morning should not be the guy driving you to your sessions. You should not be discussing your private personal sessions with the motherfucker that's doing all this to you. If you get off on this shit, keep it to yourself. But no, Tuesday. And this pretty motherfucker is back. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Nope. One day per circle. Oh, didn't we tell you, Bex? Yeah, you're doing rape for the rest of the week. And he's going to be here at least until Wednesday. No, he's not. He is insensitive. These women had this, this. This is a real issue. And this is before rape was popular. Meaning when I say popular, I mean before black people started to finally define what fucking rape was. It was all over TV. White women getting raped all the time. Before we had Lifetime Channel, we had Channel 4, NBC, Monday and Tuesday nights. Network television movie. And they always had a story about stalking, about rape, about breaking and entering, about diseases, infectious diseases, and how to tell, and all kinds of shit. Because we had, in the 90s, a lot of shit was coming up. We wasn't just getting brutally, physically fucked up as black community. No. We also had the pass-me-down drugs and the pass-me-down diseases. So there was this one disease I remember that scared me just as much as hepatitis B did. Okay, and I'm not, I'm not talking about scared me as in I had it. I mean, it scared me as in I'm a fucking nerd. That's what I do. I read. So anyway, and it was meningitis. And this movie, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was brilliantly done. And it was the, it was the one movie that I kind of fell asleep on. And had to wait a couple of weeks. No, had to wait till the summer for them to re-air that movie during the summertime. Because in the summertime, they did the network television TV movie miniseries and all that. 
every day in the summertime because we were home. But in the winter, during the fall, in the spring, they did it every other week. Maybe on the weekend, on the holidays and stuff. But they, uh, nah. Summertime was binge fest. And we watched it because we learned. I had some sensitive ass brothers, got some sensitive ass brothers. So, you know, <laughs> you know, we all learn. Anyway, so basically Tuesday came and he, instead of, and I, and, and I, I talked to these ladies and I talked to them in front of him and I said, no, cause yesterday he was laughing. They were like, oh, we thought he was having a great time. It's not about him. This ain't named after him. This is a women's center. You want to feel like you're better than somebody? Take your ass to college. Use your brain. In, in the head that floats over your shoulders. Use that brain. You don't come among women and make them feel like shit. Because you ain't shit. Oh, Becky, calm down. I know you're passionate. You're such a community servant. You know, but... He's learning too. Okay, 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 okay. So Tuesday, he's sitting there, damn near pissing himself in a chair, sitting there with his legs crossed. Obviously, I knew he was gay, but, you know, these hopeful wishing bitches, you know, you can't say nothing like that. Anyway, he's readjusting himself, sliding side to side in his chair, snirking, smirking, snickling, snickles, all that, Sm uh, just the whole the, being an asshole <laughs> with all that you thought you would have thought he was an Aki or something making a sandwich at the corner store <laughs> excuse me I'm sorry I'm gonna get some water um, I'll be right back and these bitches were made to feel bad about their experiences to the point where they, but they, they fell into denial over a pretty ass face and he wasn't even all that fucking pretty. The nigga wore makeup. But nobody else can tell because these bitches didn't wear makeup. Anyway. But. I think, thank God, because I kept giving him the death stare. And I kept praying that he dies. Just collapses in front of everybody so we can all just get on with our fucking program. He finally said, I don't think this group is for me. And he went into the next group. So he left us Tuesday being an asshole. And these bitches, unfortunately, once dick touches something, it takes a long time for it to wear off. So these women weren't sharing. The group from Wednesday through Friday was fucking naked. I was there by myself, so I read out loud to myself. Fuck it, I'll keep the rape group, it's fine. I read out loud to myself. The fucking head manager, owner of the whole rehab came in and he saw me and I looked like a mental patient but he can't but everybody wanted me to cut it out and I'm like why I'm like I'm practicing for the next time I get a fresh new group y'all not gonna put no men in any of these groups y'all need to stop y'all want men in a group then you take your ass to a tailgating party you take your ass to a fucking rent party because not one man at that time in New York not talking about the middle class not talking about the people on Wall Street I'm talking about regular motherfuckers could not pay their rent on time and buy their fucking self that's why they had a bitch in the house in the first place that's why they were beating her in the first place because they couldn't afford for her to leave him anyway so 
Wednesday through Friday, nobody came in. The manager came in on a Thursday and because he liked how I was, because he came and he sat with me and he talked and everything. He was supposed to go in with the, with the, with the opioid and the coke um, patients and stuff because he really came there because that was more exciting. But no, he saw me reading to myself and he thought we have a mental ward. And I heard them talking shit. I heard them all talking shit. Everybody making jokes and everything. No, that's Becky. Hey, yeah. And she's the honor roll in school. And hey, yeah. Yeah, because I had to bring my report card before I brought it to my mother. Because I would never see that motherfucker again. I, I could never return a report card. Because my mother was always keeping them shits. Just spiteful. The teachers say, take it home. Have your parents sign it and bring it back. This bitch wouldn't bring back shit. Not mine anyway. She would, I always got in trouble in school. And then there was always a situation where oh, the teacher was like, oh, well, they threatening to make me pay for a report card. I'm like, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I know I'm passing these classes. I don't need to know how smart I am. I don't care. Y'all don't, y'all don't return my damn test scores. Y'all don't return my homework. So what do y'all care about my mother not returning a report card? But all in all, deep inside, I was just embarrassed. So what I had to do was get a photocopy of my report cards and shit and send and give my mother the photocopies and and I keep the original copies. So anyway, and and then one <laughs> I'll tell you a story about that. So what ended up happening was the owner came and walked over to me, stood right in front of me disrespectfully because I was a kid, of course, and I'm female and I'm black. So nobody has to account for disrespecting me. Yeah, I I will make you account for it. So he came. How old are you? I ignored him twice. And then and then and then the way he was asking was so so full of flair and and bass in his voice. I rolled my eyes as I slowly lifted my head. Good morning. How are you? My name is Becca. How are you? Are you one of our new patients here? Do you need to enroll? Do you want me to give you a tour? Do you want me to help you get signed in, get comfortable? And obviously he wasn't there for that because he had a suit on. But because you're going to treat me like a fucking patient, I'm going to treat you like a fucking patient. So all the nigga came out of me, but respectfully. So, oh no, you don't know who I am? Should I? Do you know who I am? Oh, yeah. Some of the ladies already told me. They, they told me your name is Becca. Okay. What else did they tell you? Oh, uh, 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 all right. Well, let me show you what I do. And I gave his bitch ass a tour. This right here is my rape circle. Yo, what? Yo, what? Yo, what? Yo, what? Yes, my rape circle. This is where all the rape victims, people who say they've been raped, and they're trying to get away from that situation. This is where we come to sit down. This is a therapy circle. We do this. So close to the entrance? Yes. Because this is a rehab. And people need to see that people are being helped. Not here in the hood to just take the money and run. Oh, uh, that's very insightful of you, young lady. I'm sure it is. My parents raised me like that. My parents ain't raised shit. I read this motherfucker. <laughs> I self-study. Anyway, so how may I help you, sir? Oh, yeah, I think I would take that tour. Okay. Well, you know what? I'll tour my rape circle later. 
because you're not going to understand this if I tell you about this first and then to walk you around. So I'll walk you around. He said, oh, well, this is my facility and I built this and I have the money. OK, good for you. Congratulations. How's that working out for you? Oh, well, I mean, that's why I came to check it out, you know, you know, and OK, well, great. So let's go. We're off to see the wizard. Yep. Yes, I did say that. I'm very snarky when I, when somebody disrespects and, and, and insults my motherfucking intelligence or just feel like you shouldn't have to respect the bitch who's darker than a brown fucking paper bag. Fuck out of here. At that time, we were the smartest bitches with the talent to cook and do laundry, motherfucker. Anyway. So. He insisted he will walk the facility. He'll show me around. Okay, great. Then you show me around. I'll tell you what everything does. Deal? Deal. Let's go. So I followed him wherever he wanted to go. And the first place he wanted to go was with the Alkies. Because everybody can relate to an Alkie. Everybody had their time overtaxing themselves at a party or a major letdown. But in any case, it's common knowledge. Alcohol is the substance of choice. People want to talk that shit about weed, but it's really alcohol. That's the fucker. Anyway, so we went there introduced everybody introduced him to a couple of the, the alky patients most of them I went to school with some of them I knew because they were parents of people I went to school with so I introduced them told them what their likes and dislikes were asked them their favorite color right in front of him then had them ask him questions some of them tried to come on to him in a very tacky and trashy way but that's the hood what you expect this is how they do this is how they be that's what it is so cut that shit short move on to the next one he was so surprised. Then we go to the Cokes. Now, I never met anybody who... I, I never spent extra time around anybody who... Sniffed, smoked, ate, cooked with, distilled, liquored, liquidified, or whatever. Opioids, crack, or prescription pills. Locally speaking, I was familiar with people getting hooked on prescription pills. Why? Because we were all middle class at the time. And, and when I say at the time, I mean because they cleaned out the hood and everybody who owned the house sold their shit and moved out. Except one or two original homeowners on the block when I was a young kid. Anyway, no longer new kids on the block. But, uh, yeah. So... They got hooked on their own uh, prescriptions and alcohol. That's what I was familiar with seeing. So I knew some of the warning signs of those. So I quizzed him on it. You know the warning sign to an alcoholic? Now I'm telling him to this as I'm walking the hallway. And he's like, uh, cranky in the morning, da-da-da-da, you know, gotta have the shades drawn, closed, and this and that. And I, and I listened to him because I knew he was talking about from personal experience. From what he experienced from older people and what he has done to people. I'm not judging. It's a rehab. So, all right, cool. By the time we got to the next room, the coke heads and the crack 
smokers because yeah they put them all in the same space um you know they were in their little friendship circle thing too somebody was biting off my style i was annoyed about that at first i even told him i made made him understand nope that was my style i got that from the jeffersons when wheezy and florence went to the cpr class okay and that ladies and gentlemen is a tip how I learned CPR from the motherfucking Jeffersons. Thank you, Wheezy and Florence. Kissing my motherfucking grits. So anyway, um, so yeah. So we went in there. I wasn't comfortable. It just felt too heavy in there. Too heavy. They were talking about all kinds of things. And there were things that my spirit wasn't even ready to be introduced to as far as experiences go. So he saw that I got a little fidgety and talkative in there. We... Uh, and then I just got awkwardly silent because we wasn't supposed to be in there listening to these people's private, uh, um, sessions. So I just came in there and introduced myself to a couple of crackheads and a couple of cokeheads and asked them what their favorite colors were and, and, and asked them how come they're not wearing it. And then I told them to focus on their favorite color. The best way to get yourself help is to help your motherfucking self. So what do you do first? You change a condition within yourself before anybody can change a condition outside of yourself. So what does that mean? Something very simple. When you wake up in the morning, clap your hand. <coughs> no, I'm just messing with you. No, but um, that too, if it makes you happy. But um, honestly, I just told people. You know, some people didn't have a favorite color. And I just, you know, given their hair color, their eyes, or their skin tone, I'd tell them, try a color. And I'd be like, that's your homework assignment. Buy something in this color. Anything. A blanket, socks, shoes, something that you can see on a regular basis. And something that's big enough or small enough for you to tolerate. And when you get tired of it, let me know. And then you, and then you write about it. That, that's, the, that's your homework. You got to talk about it. Write about it. Yada, yada, yada. So... He saw that I was getting a little too deep in there, so he pulled me out, and he was like, well, we should go, and everything, you know, so the counselor didn't even know who he was, but we just came in, everybody knows it's me, so everybody's like, oh, it's just her, I'm, I'm like everybody's baby sister, just twinkle toes around, and everything they know, I know better, I'm not going to cause a scene, I'm not going to make no trouble, I'm not going to start no trash, I'm not going to eat nobody's lunch, I'm not going to try nobody's dinner, I'm not going to try nobody's attitude, or their temperament, or and nobody better not try my shit. Because I'm a Muslim. Oh joy. So yeah. So he pulled me out the classroom. And he was like you were getting a little too deep in there. Maybe when you get older. You can go to college and become a counselor. And be and do this full time. Because you have a knack for that. But you were asking too many questions. And I think, I think they were getting a little agitated. When actually no. They were being moved to tears. Because I talked to them like they were fucking human. So. Then we go down the hall to, I think they were the prescription drug poppers, but these prescriptions were new, so they were strong, and I didn't know any of my neighbors who had them, so I didn't know how they behaved or anything like that. So I think that, that room I didn't really go into. I was in a doorway mostly. The owner went in there, and he liked the view of the window and everything, but he wanted to switch some stuff around, so he was taking notes of stuff. And I'm like, why not? It's your place. Do what you want to do. Just as long as you can pay for it. Or do it physically on your own. 
So he was like, I will do that. You gave me some ideas. Great. I'm glad to hear it. I love production. Cool. So we walked on by. Now this whole time, every time we got into the hallway, the doors closed so we could talk freely. Okay, the hallway was the new rooms. So we walked around off to see the wizard. And then he got he went up, put out his elbow. He started warming up to me too. Put out his elbow. I took his arm and we linked arms and it was it was I did go over the top on that one. I did. I I I I did the walk. I did the skip and the walk. Yes, yes, I did. Yes. My bad. He wasn't he was a big fat tall dude. You know, he wasn't trying to do all that movement. Okay, but you know, I still did it that whole hallway session until we moved into another room that he wanted to see. And I talked this man hungry. Okay, I tell you, when he was done with my ass, we came back to the front. It was such a shame. It was such a short tour. And then I realized, tag, this rehab is not even big enough. I didn't realize that. I thought it was big enough, but it wasn't. You know, I mean, shush. I mean, I'm glad you're housing as much as people you're housing. But I think you could do better with the money that you say you have. It should be bigger. You know, or at least in a better neighborhood, you can do an actual rehab somewhere else and do a small consulting something here in the hood. Because an actual rehab, you don't want people to rob you and everything. You know, they, they think you got money here and then they shoot the patients. You don't need that. But what you want to do is somewhere like Flushing or Forest Hills or something, somewhere pretty and beautiful and quiet and stuff where humans live. And you put a rehab in the middle of that and you make it like a resort. Oh, that's a lot of money. You know how much that costs? Not if you if you get a construction team that know what the fuck they doing. I got a brother who does all this. You want to talk to him? He can give you good price. And sure enough, after begging and begging and begging, my brother didn't even fucking come. How shameful and embarrassing. Because I was little. What do I know, right? He was always running here and there to... Uh, to work and stuff like that and if it wasn't instant money easy money money right there in my hand he ain't trying to hear about no future projects because he heard it all before so i didn't understand that realize that appreciate that nor did i pay attention to that at the time i felt like my credit should be enough it's me baby becky but no motherfucker said can't make it and didn't even say he couldn't make it just didn't fucking make it so anyway so i learned a valuable lesson on commitment follow through so um yeah so told him my brother couldn't make it he's at another job i didn't realize he was out of state which was a fucking lie but whatever and he was like oh i, I was excited to meet your brother because i want to see are you really like this or you know what the family is like you're very interesting and very animated for a little girl of your age and so i was like i'm not a little girl anyway thank you for listening guys this was a part one, obviously, and uh, stay tuned for part two because it's starting right now.